0: Welcome to Four Dimensions for Teachers, a podcast with Dr Caroline Blackley, covering topics that surround today's dynamic teaching and learning environments. Ignite your curiosity, engage your passion for discourse, and encourage others to join us in these robust conversations, all to strengthen our community of practice. No need to put your hand up. Just tune in as we laugh, cry, challenge each other, and aim high to continue to be the best teachers we can. Welcome back to another episode of 4D. One of the things that we talk about with four dimensions is how we set up in that dimension one, expectations. And the second is dimension two with the interactions around reinforcement. Now, for those of you that have tuned in multiple times, you know that we aren't about the whole world of positivity. Don't get us wrong. Being positive is a much nicer environment to be working in. But for those of you that sit on the other end of the scale and you think you're not a positive Pollyanna, good news for you. Four dimensions is about how we create meaningful interactions with those around us. And when we apply that to the classroom and we apply that to our teaching and learning environment, with dimension one and two, we are looking at how do we set up those opportunities for interactions? Because the more interactions you have around curriculum, the less chance there are for interactions around behavior management the more likely you will retrain your brain to go in first with a curriculum conversation, even with students who are possibly off task, and you will have more chance of bringing them back to the teaching and learning. There is no evidence that shows that when we manage students through punitive or public means, it will change a behaviour. It will interrupt the behaviour, but it will not change that. So how do we apply this thinking to playgrounds? I'm often asked, Carolyn, this sounds great and we're doing it in our classrooms, but how do we apply it to playgrounds? Guys, quite honestly, exactly the same way. And the first thing it comes down to is active participation and not from the students. I'm not talking about active participation. We certainly want that in our teaching and learning environments, but I'm talking about active participation of the teacher themselves. Are you actively looking around the environment in which you work? Are you actively engaging with students around the curriculum you want. And if you're on playground duty, see that as the curriculum. The curriculum we want, and most of my schools I work in, are positive behavior for support or positive behavior for learning. And we have expectations. We have a matrix around what we expect student behaviors to be in the playground. You know what? That matrix is for us as well. It is our school. We are a part of that community. So how do you demonstrate? How do you model active participation from yourself when you're in the playground setting. The first for me is, as I've said, actively looking around, knowing what's going on in the area, not standing right on the zone or the boundary of your playground area, chit-chatting to the teacher in the next zone while you look over your shoulder and look as though you are actively participating. Quite honestly, guys, this is BS. It's not cool and it is where a lot of disruption then comes back into the classroom. So lift our game when we are on duty, be actively moving, actively engaging and interacting with the students with whom we are supervising. This will reduce, will not eliminate, but it will reduce the number of students who are doing things they shouldn't. The second is when we are moving around our area, these are opportunities because just like a classroom was almost a challenge for me. I never left an area in which I monitored or was supervising for playground duty in a messy state. And that includes if I came to it and it was already messy. Gone are the days where we talk about that quite honestly, it was like this when I got here. Someone else hasn't done it, why should I? You know what, my school, my areas, my integrity as a teacher, this is active participation. So when we're out in the playground, do we pick up bits of rubbish? Do we model to students our expectations? Do we step in with a green footprint on what we are looking for and talk to students. Do we find opportunities in which to talk to students about who they are, what they're doing, how their school day is going? Or do we just stand in one spot and do swivel neck, which I see over and over again, and think that our presence is enough? Active participation is about exactly that, participating actively in the area of engagement. So think about in your playgrounds, and obviously in your classroom, how do you actively engage with the students in which you are working with and around? How do you set those expectations? How do you walk in with students who are meeting those expectations and that green footprint of recognition? The purpose of recognition, this is not praise and I get sick. Oh, I'm not going to praise them. You know what? Don't care. Don't praise them. This is about wanting and seeing repeated behaviors which is if I see a student picking up some rubbish, I'm damn well going to go in with an interaction and say, buddy, great job. Look at you keeping our school clean. How do you come back to the expectations with clarity? How do you set them, restate them? And how do you make sure that as a teacher that is proud and working with integrity in our environment, that we are actively moving around that space? When we do active participation in the playground, here's what you will see you will see if everybody is doing it, and I'm talking teachers, you will see a shift in how students behave. The bottom line is students generally do not want to be hanging around in areas where adults are. I had one school I worked at and they were having a big issue with students returning to the classroom after they had been out on breaks. So here's what that school did. It was not demanded. It was not expected. It was requested. And for a month, what they requested is that when the bells went three to five minutes before the bell went, could all staff walk to get a cup of tea, to go and do something, to just get some fresh air, to move out of their staff rooms. And the purpose was that active movement, that active participation in the goal of having students return to class. What it did, it saw numbers reduce significantly because the school grounds were flooded, not with teachers who were on duty, but with teachers. Teachers who proudly moved through the space to support the other teachers who were stepping into classrooms where students were not attending at the start of a lesson. Now that brought new issues because suddenly, and this was at a school, that there was extreme lack of attendance at the start of each lesson. So you can imagine if I'm used to starting lessons with only 30% attendance and I suddenly have 90 to 100%, teachers had to lift their game to be active and ready to start the engagement with the learning to spark the curiosity in that learning. Active participation is about we all stand together and we all support one another in the goals and the expectations of what it is we are trying to achieve. So when we talk active participation in playground, that goes right through to when we are getting students back into our classrooms. So if you find systemically that you are put on a duty, that you are back to back with teaching so you cannot get to your next lesson in time, Maybe as a system, you need to talk about how people are allocated duties. And can it be more likely that I back onto the end of a lunch break when I am about to go back into a non-contact period? This isn't possible at all times. We absolutely know that. I did timetable for many years, but here's what I did. I supported my teachers in every way I possibly could so that we could actively participate in the duty that we were given at that time, be it playground, be it teaching and learning. So this isn't a moment for discourse around whinging on who doesn't do what. This is a moment for reflection on what do you do that adds to the active participation and the goals of your school. How do you move around the playground? How do you interact with the students, not the teachers, do that in your own time? How do you interact with the students for whom you are supervising? How do you encourage interactions and how do you encourage opportunities for those interactions for students who are meeting your expectations? Are you a teacher who yells when students don't do what they're asked? Or do you model the behaviours that you want by picking up some rubbish that's on the ground and asking those around you, guys, can you pick up, put one in each? Thank you very much. When the next mob of students move through, ask them the same thing. Are you proud of the way that you have left your area of supervision at the end of each day? I hope this has provided some food for thought and we can think about how do we actively participate in the playground duties for which we are assigned. Have a great day and I'll look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap for this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and visit carolineblackly.com and join our growing community of international educators.